with, uh, with a great joy to uh, welcome uh, Susie, Susie is one of our uh, special uh, guest speakers. And uh, Susie and Arthur are very special friends to me personally, so it's always joy to, uh, to have them. And, uh, so, uh, and I think we have a, a very nice topic, a new, a new love, right? So it's, uh, it's, uh, I, I have a guess. <laughs> uh, but I think let's hear from uh, Susanna. So thank you for joining and welcome to the Thank you. I feel like a CNN reporter now with this, with the, with the gadgets that uh, Sam provides. Uh, and uh, honestly, if Sam wasn't able to connect me to the computer tonight, I would have asked Abuna Begad to get me an iPhone because I cannot every time come and, uh, and I don't have any iPhone, uh, any Apple, I mean uh, products other than the apples uh, in the fridge at home. So uh, <laughs> uh, happy to be with you all and uh, always uh, a pleasure. Um, and uh, I thought that um, uh, I just have a question, and I'm, it's a very serious question. Do you see the writing like this, or, or is it straight? Serious? It is? Oh, okay. I, am, I have a history of macular degeneration in the family, and hope eventually it will come to me. And the doctor said the first thing to look for is if you see the lines like this. And we were praying at the back. And I said, remember, it started at the edge group, but it's not. <laughs> now I'm happy that it's not. <laughs> Um, Abuna, should I start? The name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. As we are going to talk about this uh, kind of love that we all long to have, and uh, I am not a believer in uh, New Year resolutions. Uh, and I guess unless you are a very disciplined person, you are probably like me, know that they last for a week or two and then they go away. So um, uh, Ashraf works as a continuous improvement manager, and I heard him once talking about something called 5S. And what I remembered from them is to do like, I know that it's probably not related to the actual thing, but what I remember is to make small steps and keep them, sustainability is very important. So I hope that we can all learn uh, today from uh, someone I think we all uh, probably uh, love because he has a lot of our, uh, he had a lot of our weaknesses, but hopefully we can have his uh, strengths eventually. Uh, Botrus and I told Abuna we're going to talk about uh, Peter or Botrus uh, today. Um, so I, before um, I start, I want to say that the question uh, that Jesus asked uh, Peter when he said to him, um, do you love me? Do you remember when Jesus asked this question to Peter? When was it? Anyone remembers? Hmm? Sorry? Yes, after the resurrection at the Lake of Tiberias when they met. And this was uh, when Jesus, uh, after uh, Jesus prepared uh, a seafood uh, meal for them, 
uh, he took Peter and asked him one of the most important questions. And I think that we can think of it as a question not for Peter, but for you and me, for each one of us. And the question is, do you love me? Um, no matter what our accomplishments are in life, Without the right answer to this question, our accomplishments are nothing. St. Paul himself says that if I give my body until it burns, if I give everything but without love, it's nothing. Um, St. Mary, for example, we may like um, think that uh, there are people who are very like obvious uh, in the church history, but Think about St. Mary at the time where, when she lived. She probably was unnoticed, a very simple girl, didn't do miracles or anything, but the love she had for God was great to the extent that she was chosen to be the mother of God. Um, before I proceed, I want to ask you, do you notice anything in uh, the way Jesus addressed Peter here? Anyone? He asked him three times. He asked him three times. That's a good uh, point, Alex. What else? Did he not ask him like a different way? Like, do you love me? I think there's a different way to ask every time. The translation is different. I think when I read one of the commentaries, it said, but how about the name that Jesus used? For Peter, what did what name did he use? Hmm? Simon, son of Jonah. What did Peter? What did Jesus name Peter when he started to become his disciple? Peter, the Rock. But now he went back to his old name, right? Simon. And if you notice, this was this day. Peter wasn't really doing something very great. What was he doing when Jesus found him that day? He was fishing, right? So Peter went back to his old life. And Jesus addressed him as his old life. Imagine Peter went back to fishing. Imagine if Matthew went back to tax collecting. Imagine if Abuna Botros went back to his computer work. Uh, so what's going on? But Jesus didn't ask him, why did you go back to your old life? Why did you go back to your old work? He didn't care about this. What he cared about is his heart. He said, do you love me? And he asked him, as we know, the question uh, three times. Um, the, the, Jesus then proceeded to tell Peter about what's going to happen uh, with him in the future and how he will give his life for him, but what really mattered now at this moment was the question, do you love me? What do you think the answers to this question could be? Give me possible answers. Yes. Yes? What else? No. No? What else? I used to. Hmm? I used to. I used to. Of course I do. Hmm? Of course I do. Of course I do. I'm afraid yes. I'm afraid, yes. Why afraid? <laughs> it is. Oh, oh, that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you see, uh, Peter, as Alex mentioned, repeated the question uh, three times, and um, 
the, the answer could, as we mentioned, yes, no, I'm not sure. But you see that Peter, when he answered the first two times, he was very confident and he said, yes, I do. But the third time, as if the third time reminded him of his three times of denial, he started to say, you know what, Lord, you probably know me better. You know what's in my heart? I don't know. But you know what is um, in my heart. And uh, if we are asked the same uh, question, like um, I, uh, I, uh, I, I remembered when little, when little kids in Sunday school and you ask the question, who loves Jesus? Everyone will say, yes, me, 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 me. Who be, did you beat your brother? Yes, me. Did you do this? All the things we are combining everything together in our uh, characters at the same time, but we probably need to examine ourselves and ask the question: uh, Do we love it? Do we love him? So let's go on a journey with Peter and see first the first love. Peter. Peter's first encounter in the Bible, we see that um, uh, the Bible tells us, we read it in the, in the Salat al-Ghurub al-Agbiya every day, uh, when we say that they asked, I don't know why the, 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 the Bible says they asked Jesus, didn't, not Peter, I don't know if it had anything to do with the fact that it was his mother-in-law, I'm sure not, but he didn't ask, they asked uh, Jesus uh, for her, um, and uh, he um, and they made a request of him concerning her because uh, Peter's mother-in-law was very sick, and Jesus went and prayed and healed her. So he entered his house, he healed his mother-in-law. People in the whole town or village heard of it, and they flooded to Peter's house, and everyone came, and everyone was healed. And um, um, like imagine if. Uh, Sayedna, Sayedna, or imagine the Pope comes to Mississauga and agrees to come to Abuna Butcher's house. I cannot say my house. And then everyone comes. What an honor and what a joy this will be. This is what Jesus did with Peter when he first met him. Uh, Abuna Dawood Lamai started to do um, interviews. I don't know if any one of you saw them on YouTube with the the, the fathers who are considered pillars of the church. And I saw two of them. One was Abuna Tadros Malati, who is the Bible scholar and Bible farmer, and Abuna Lua Sidarus, who is in heaven, and they are considered with Abuna Pshoi Kamil, three of the pillars of the church. Have you heard about them? Abuna Tadros Malati has a commentary of the whole Bible. And Abuna Lua Sidarus is one of the greatest fathers of the uh, church in Alexandria. I thought that the three of them were like born equal together as fathers in the church. But when I, I saw the interviews, Abuna Lua Sidarus told of how he went to Alexandria as um, an engineering student and how he didn't know anyone. He was homeless. He was miserable. And he went to uh, the church and Abuna Bishoy accepted him in a way that was incredible. And this first love was born. He said that after the first two weeks, he traveled to Cairo, couldn't stay any longer in Alexandria away from his family. But when he came back and got to know Abu Nabshoi, 
He said his visits to Cairo started to become shorter and far apart because this first love was born. He found an incredible love. I, I encourage you to watch these interviews because they are very inspiring. They teach you about Christ without a sermon. And I was really touched by what, but why he said. So Peter had the same experience. Jesus came, healed his mother-in-law, in and then healed everyone who was in uh, town. And then the very uh, next uh, day, we see the second encounter where Peter, still living his normal life, still fishing, nothing changed, but a spark has been ignited. So Peter is back to fishing, and then Jesus goes and says, can I give my sermon from your boat so that we can go a bit farther because the people are crowding me and I need space? And he gets into the boat and Peter goes back and Jesus starts preaching. And I bet at this moment, Peter is saying, what are you doing with me? First, you heal my mother-in-law. Second, you give me honor by healing all the people in my house. And now you come into my boat to give the sermon. This is a very special treatment, and God tends to do this with us until we start noticing what he is doing in our life, and this first love starts to be born. So this is what happened. Uh, on that day, uh, Peter started to look and hear as Jesus was talking, and then at the end, Jesus said, did you catch anything? No, go to the depths, throw the net, and he catch all, he caught all these fish and he starts to realize, I am not worthy of this. And usually when God does these abundant blessings to us, we start to realize that we are not worthy. And he fell on his knees. And I don't think from Peter's character, this is normal for him. And he said, get out of my boat because I am a sinner. So sometimes God's abundant uh, mercy shows us our uh, sins and I think, again, when we think of the story I told you about Abu Nabshoi and Abu Naloa Sidaros, Abu Naloa said that he wasn't a, a, a teacher, a Sunday school teacher. He wasn't well-versed in the Bible, but the love of Abu Nabshoi made the great Abu Naloa Sidaros. And this is how God starts um, with us. And then we start seeing another kind of love, which is very uh, 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 matching to Peter's uh, character, which is this impulsive uh, love. Uh, remember, now we are fast, fast forwarding to the last, uh, very last days of Jesus, and Jesus is telling them about what's going to happen, and the crucifixion, and so on. And Peter said, Bad shar, mushmonken. The, don't even say this. And even if it happened, I, if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And uh, at another place, uh, he said to him, even if they all deny you, I am better. I can never deny you. Um, and uh, and uh, he said to him, I will come with you. I will follow you. I will, I, I will die with you. And Jesus, at this point, tried to like wake him up and he said to him, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not uh, fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brothers. And then we hear, uh, we know about what will happen with Peter. We know about the denial. So the person who said, even if all of them denied you, I will not deny 
was the person who denied not once, not twice, but uh, three times. And now we start to see a different kind of love. A love that starts to recognize its weakness. Uh, it recognizes that the human promises do not really stand in the faith of uh, trials. Um, a lot of people, when we watch, uh, like, I never said it because I know that I am very Gabena, but I know that some of us, maybe when we watch the movies of the martyrs and so on, we say, we would have, my, my dad was a poet, and I remember he wrote a, a poem about if we lived at the time of the martyrs, we would have done this and this and this, and at the end he says, no, not really. So same with Peter. He thought that he could go and die with Jesus, but if we sometimes are even too tired to pray before we go to bed, but if it's martyrdom, I will give my life, and the truth is not really. Um, so Peter uh, remembered the words of Jesus who said to him before the rooster uh, crows you will deny me uh, three times and he went outside and he uh, wept bitterly and this is a new kind of love that is broken but is very dear to God because it's very true I realize my weakness but I'm not um, desperate I'm not crushed I'm not finished because with you, if you forgave the thief on the cross, then I have a chance. And Peter took the chance and started um, anew. Um, and that's why when Jesus uh, saw him, uh, he asked him the questions, not to shame him or to, to remind him three times, but, so three times, but no, to reestablish him uh, three times the same way to tell him none of these count anymore. You are elevated to um, the same uh, place. Um, and then we see this new kind of love that is very different from before. Now this is in the book of Acts and we see when uh, Peter uh, sees this uh, man who is pleading to be uh, healed and then Jesus looks at him and says, I have no silver, I have no gold, I have nothing to give to you, but what I have is more powerful than anything. I have the name of Jesus. Who remembers something we say in Tazbeha about the name of Jesus? Does anyone remember? If you remember, Abuna Botras will give you um, $5. <laughs> anyone remember? Tazbaha, midnight praises. The the name the power of the name of Jesus. Yeah. The, <laughs> Abuna, give it, give it to yeah. Uh, the power of the name of Jesus. Peter now understood that this is the real power that he has. And he healed, he said to him, in the name of Jesus Christ of, Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And when the man stood up and woke, uh, woke up, uh, got up, and uh, he, people started to, um, uh, to uh, come to praise him and so on, he said, Stop, stop. What do you guys think? Peter and John said to them, you think we did something on our own? 
we we are men like you uh, and and when they asked them to st to not talk about the name of god they said to them forget it we are now at the no, no stop point and i think we see now a very different peter from the one who said to jesus even if everyone deny you, I will never deny you. The one who was very proud, the one who took his sword and cut the ear of the, of the servant when they came to arrest Jesus is now denying himself to the point that even when he did something great, he said, it's not me, it's the name of Jesus. Um, and we see a beautiful person uh, who even when he faced all the, 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 the threats and everything, he said, we can never stop talking about him. Um, we see a mature kind of love. Uh, then, and um, uh, some of us may relate to this in different settings, at work, um, in the street, uh, with people we don't know how reserved we could be towards certain kinds of people that we somehow shield the light of Christ that, so that those people will never see it through us because of how we turn the light off. Remember that day when uh, Peter was uh, hungry and, um, and uh, Jack, we were just talking about kofta and uh, all these things, so don't think of this now. But Peter went, Arfin uh, for Masr for Ramadan. Do you all speak Arabic? Or at least understand? When they used to say, you watch it's a very long time of fasting. Peter was so hungry and he, so he went to the roof and slept until they prepared the food. And when he went up on the roof and slept, he had a dream. And in the dream, he saw a sheet, a bed sheet, that it kept coming down and then going up because God told him, get up, slaughter these animals and eat them. And Peter looked and they were, what, what was the problem? Hmm? Unclean. They are animals that the Jews will never touch and never eat. And God was telling him, get up and eat it. And he said, no. And again, everything with Peter happens three times. <laughs> um, even Abuna Botrus has three kids, <laughs> a bonus. <laughs> uh, and God is telling him, get up, eat. And he says, no, no way, it's unclean. And God said to him, what I made clean, you do not make unclean. Was it about the food? Was it about the food? No, it wasn't about the food. Because soon after, when Peter finally submitted to what God was telling him and uh, like stopped his stubbornness, some, someone came downstairs and they were knocking and we said, we want you to come. And it was a house of a Gentile. First time ever for Peter to enter a house of a Gentile. The first thing actually when he went to the house, this is what he said. This is the first time for me to step into a house like this, but I had this dream and God told me, God was starting to change him. I read a funny uh, story about a woman who was at work and uh, the nanny or the babysitter called her because her daughter had 
high fever and she was very sick. She had to rush, leave work, run to uh, the, uh, call the doctor, get a prescription, go to the pharmacy and get the medicine. She comes out of the pharmacy running and the, the, the door, uh, she forgot the car keys in the car. She doesn't know what to do, and her daughter is very sick, and she needs to go home quickly. She called the nanny to explain to her that she will be a bit late. The nanny said her temperature is really high. You need to come here uh, soon. So um, she, she just had a small uh, part of the window open because of the summer heat. Uh, and the nanny said to her, try to find, go find any metal part and try to pull the thing. So she found um, a, a laundromat, you know, where you go to wash the, the clothes. And she went and they gave her a metal hanger. She went outside and tried to insert it and open the thing and she couldn't. And she prayed and she said, God, help me, send someone to help me. And so immediately a car, a very old rusty car parked and a guy said to the driver, wait here. And he came and he said, ma'am, do you need help? She said, yeah, can you open a car with a hanger? He said, sure, give it to me. And in a minute he opened it. She said, I wanted to hug him and she thanked him and told him my daughter is sick at home. You are a good man. He said, I'm not a good man. I am a car thief and I just left prison now. My brother just picked me up. She said, God sent you to me. A funny story, but just to... <laughs> she actually co called him the coat hanger angel. But sometimes God will send angels and if we judge them by their appearance, we may miss the opportunity to interact with those angels. And it happens a lot. So Peter uh, went to the house and that day, everyone and the neighborhood and the friends came and they got baptized because Peter for the first time was willing to listen to God and leave, leave his pre-judgments and start to change a new kind of love. What do you think are the characteristics of, of this new love? Let me tell you something first. I read, this is a real uh, uh, scientific uh, story, uh, and the guy, his name is Gary Alt, and he is one of America's most respected wildlife experts, and he works in uh, trying to find uh, like uh, animals who are, to rescue animals and so on, and he said that when there is a, 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 the, the baby bears, the cubs, uh, are lost, they have a lot of them. But it's impossible to rescue them because the mama bear would never accept a cup that is not hers. And he didn't, for the longest time, they couldn't deal with this. And then he came up with a solution. One day he found one of these cups that were going to die un unless they are nursed. And he um, used, you know, uh, Vicks, when you are, you know, this terrible smell. Yeah, what? Yeah, that's it. Terrible, terrible uh, thing. He sedated the mama bear and covered her uh, face completely with the Vicks and put the baby bear beside her. And when she woke up, she couldn't smell her bear, baby bear from the others. And by the time the, the, the smell uh, was gone, she had already licked the baby bear enough to recognize him as hers. 
Now we cannot have a new nose to change, but we need a new heart. And in order to have this new heart and to have this new love, we, so, things need to happen. And I want us now to like participate in thinking what are the characteristics of this uh, new love? What do you think? How can we at- achieve it or attain it? Open your heart. Open. Be accepting. Be accepting. Open the old heart so that it can be. I'll w- I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. Thank you, Micheline. What else? What do we need to do? That's beautiful, Nancy. Um, you reminded me of uh, <clears throat> of of something when we were in uh, Egypt the last time. Um, Ashraf's cousin um, is a member of, uh, it's called Gamayat Azdaqa al-Kitab al-Muqaddas, the Friends of the Bible. But I didn't know that this was an international thing and that it started by a girl. Her name was, I believe, Mary Jefferson. I, I may be wrong about the last name, but she was in, uh, in uh, Wales. Um, and she had this recognition and she wanted a new heart that she longed for the word of God as we hunger for food. And at that time, this was 200, I think Mary Jefferson, 200 years ago, Bibles were not readily available as we have them now um, in houses. And uh, they w- you would find one probably in the city church or something. And from age 15, she desired a new heart and she wanted the word of God to change her that she started, they told her that there is a farm and the owner of the farm was a very rich man and he had the only Bible in the vicinity of this area where she lived. She would walk the two miles to go and they allow her to go and read a little bit of the Bible. And the more she read, the more she wanted, the more she hungered. And then she asked and they told her that in, um, um, I think it's called Bangor, the city or the town where the library, uh, there was a man, his name was Peter Welch, and he he brought the Bibles uh, into uh, Wales and England. And they told her she saved for six years until she had 30 pounds at that time. Uh, That's 200 years ago. And she walked barefoot for 26 miles, climbing mountains and hills and valleys until she reached him. He had only three Bibles that were already sold. And she was in tears because she wanted a Bible that he agreed to give her one of them and let the man who wanted one of those three Bibles wait. When she left and he saw her tears and her barefoot that were already wounded from walking to get the Bible, he uh, had the idea of starting the making the Bibles available at that time for them and started the uh, the Friends of the Bible Society that is now all over the world. So this heart that wants to be changed is very important. What else? 
How if one thing? Yes, Mary. Mary. That is so beautiful because I think this point is the, the very first thing that Jesus taught Peter to forgive yourself. Peter, Jesus specially took Peter on this intimate private tamshaya to tell him, I do not only forgive you, I put you where you were, feed my flock, take care of my people. So I think Miriam mentioned repentance and forgiving ourselves, and both of them are key for this uh, new love. What else? Yes. Be ready and willing to uh, let go of the old heart and all its desires. Knowing it's not going to be easy. The last part is what? Knowing it's not going to be easy. Yes, yes. Knowing that it's not going to be easy. Uh, can you think of someone who did this and it was so hard, so hard because it was against every part of his nature, his entire life before encountering Jesus? Mean, mean Alessandra. Yes. <laughs> Alex and Alessandra. Imagine St. Moses, his, his every carnal desire, the, 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 the 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 killing that he did the 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 sexual immoralities everything was against being this new heart and the change that uh, you what's your name George. that George mentioned but and he knew it wasn't easy to the extent that one night he went to his father of confession I think 17 times until he took took him to the roof of the cell and showed him that those who are with you are more. So ready, readiness and knowing that it's not easy. What else? Anything else? Okay. So we talked about um, we talked about uh, repentance, as uh, Miriam uh, mentioned. Um, and uh, and uh, and repentance uh, sometimes needs action, not just uh, a movement of the heart, but also changing things. Like when we saw uh, Zacchaeus, when he said, I, I, "I'm not just repenting; I'm also compensating those whom I have hurt, and I'm paying them back, and I will uh, take." Poverty as a consequence, because now he will not be as rich if he's giving people many folds what he took uh, from them. So repentance um, is uh, very uh, is key to having this uh, new heart. Um, I will tell you a very uh, funny uh, story. Uh, there was a Scottish um, uh, tradesman, like a handy man, who did like work, like painting and stuff like this. But he was, uh, in his desire to make more money, he was dishonest. So he would thin the paint that he uh, uses. Um, and then, and one day they had a bid to uh, paint the the the, uh, the big Presbyterian church in town, and uh, he won the bid because, of course, his prices were very competitive because the cost of the paint was lower because he thins it. And uh, one day he was uh, standing painting the walls outside, and suddenly it started pouring 
and raining and there was thunder and he fell from the ladder on his back and when he heard the thunder he knew that this was like God uh, talking to him and he knew that this because of his cheating and he said God forgive me what do you want me to do and he heard a voice saying repaint and do not thin again <laughs> you get it <laughs> of course it's a joke I don't think it really happened um, but uh, it will uh, remind us of the power of, uh, of repentance uh, prayer is very um, important uh, remember in the book of uh, Revelation and God's wor warning about the lukewarm heart and um, Matthew honestly isn't this better than the book <laughs> um, uh, a, a, a prayer um, the God talked about it when he talked about the lukewarm heart in the book uh, of Revelation um, and I think <clears throat> that many of you must have read uh, the story of the, the, the soldier who was in his, uh, um, um, I don't know what is the name of the group, infantry, where, yeah, something like this. And uh, he would come back to their cell and pray beside his bed every single day. And he, I don't know if this was in Egypt or where, but I know that it's a true story. And his uh, officer would get so angry at him. And one day they came and the weather was terrible and they were muddy and wet and so on. Yet the soldier went beside his bed and started to pray. And that day his officer took his uh, muddy shoes and kicked, like threw it at him because he was so angry at him. Yet he said, thank you and when the officer woke up in the morning his shoes was cleaned from the mud and put beside his bed and when the soldier woke up it was the officer who was leaning beside his bed and praying that day um, I think um, I can't remember uh, the name of the singer but he's an Egyptian uh, hymn singer very well known and uh, years ago, I heard his story, and he talked about the years when he was away from God, completely away from God, and how he would come home and see uh, his dad kneeling and praying every single day, uh, praying for him until his heart could take it no longer. And he became a very uh, well-known person who praised the name of the Lord the rest of his life. Um, so fervent prayers do not just give us this new heart, but they also do miracles in um, our lives. <clears throat> of course, um, obeying the, the commandment um, and uh, uh, the, um, uh, the, David said, your word I have hidden in my heart that I, may not, I might not uh, sin against you. I am a stranger in the earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. Um, so um, sometimes it could be as simple as I am about to tell a lie, do not lie. I am about to look at something, do not look, uh, uh, honor the name of God. All these, like one by one until a complete transformation happens um, in our life. Um, and then, of course, uh, I think we didn't uh, talk about this when we were talking about the new love, uh, but uh, uh, 
St. John says, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not uh, seen? Um, I remember, and I, I, I might have, um, have uh, told you this uh, story before because it's, it really touched me a lot, but um, a number of years ago, Ashraf and I used to um, go to the Sunday school in the Eritrean church in Toronto. It's called the Medhani Alam Church, uh, just to help them with, uh, with, to start uh, the Sunday school. Um, and there was an old woman, her name is, uh, we called her Mama Amleset, and she would come and attend Sunday school with us, and she was a grandma. Um, and she loved everyone. She was very poor, and she lived in very, very meager like resources, yet she loved everyone. She would make this, um, this bread, it's called hembashi and, hembasha, and bring it every week. And I didn't know how she could do this. And then <clears throat> one day, Peter, our son, was sick. And she called me after we, I finished the lesson. And she said, come. And she opened her uh, purse and gave me $5. And she said, make soup for Peter. Make soup for Peter. And I was in tears because this, this is love beyond my understanding. For her, this is like the, 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 the woman who Jesus talked about the, who put the two mites. And she, she insisted that I take the $5, but it didn't stop there. My, my parents went back to Egypt and uh, Baba had a heart attack and was very sick and she was asking about them. And I told her, um, and then she only had their phone number because she would ask about them. And one day I was talking to my parents in Egypt and Baba said, Susie, I, I'm confused, I don't understand. We got a call from a, a, a place called Western Union in Cairo and they want us to go to their office. I said, Baba, this must be, it must be a scam, don't, don't go and so on. He said, yeah, but they say that someone sent us money and we need to go take it in Egypt. And I said to him, it's impossible. Who knows you? And and he said, "Do you recognize this name?" And and the name was her name. And imagine, she sent my parents in Egypt two hundred dollars from her very limited income to because she felt that my dad had a heart attack and this may be a help for them. And this is someone like saints still live today amongst us, but they are the least recognizable because we probably don't see them. They are not uh, like uh, big servants in the church. They are quiet and they are simple and their love, not necessarily by money, but by the things they do, have the heart and the love that Jesus is talking about. Um, and, uh, and if you think about this part, you will see that Jesus, when he was telling the people how he will recognize them in heaven, he was not talking about um, uh, like uh, any kind of uh, worship or, or talks or anything. He was talking about, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Because this is the translation of the new love into action. This is how uh, we uh, show it uh, to God. Um, 
A couple of weeks ago, uh, our grandson Jacob was very sick. He had a respiratory illness and he was in the hospital. And I have a friend who is um, a prayer warrior. And I trust that when I ask her to pray, she prays. So I texted her and I said, Jessica, Jacob is very sick. Please pray for him. And she responded saying, what, what do you expect? What would she do? Think. What would you do if you received someone saying, please, please, please pray for Jacob? What would you do? Prayer of the saints. Hmm? Prayer of the saints, yes. Rabbana <laughs> Maya. Anything else? She responded saying, absolutely, I'll be praying for Jacob. Is it okay if my, my, my son writes a letter or I record something for Jacob to cheer him up in the hospital. And I said, for sure, of course. And I'm not joking. That day, every half an hour, ding, ding, my phone, I open. First, there were three videos from the three Sunday school servants to Jacob, each one of them recording a message for Jacob saying that we heard about your illness and we are praying for you and we can't wait to see you in Sunday school. And then, there were the kids of the Sunday school with Jacob. And then there was Jessica's son who was just starting to talk and he started to say, hi, Jacob. And he was showing him his toy and he said, by the way, you notice that the, the, the socks that my brother are wearing are not his, they are mine, but he, uh, he is wearing it. But Jacob in the hospital was elated by this love and then you will not believe this. Abuna Moros standing with the cross recording a message for Jacob. And this was an act of a beautiful person who did not just say Salawat al-Qaddisin, but took it further to bring all al-Qaddisin to send messages for a little child who was sick. And until now, when Jacob and Charlie come, they say, Teta, play the, the videos, and especially the one that talks about the boy who is wearing his brother's socks. But this is a love into action. And I think I, 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 I can probably stop at Salawat al-Qaddisin, as Matthew said, but this was incredible. And I think that this is the kind of love that we can learn from and, 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 um, and change. Um, and, uh, and lastly, uh, loving uh, or longing for uh, heaven. Uh, St. Paul revealed his secret spiritual uh, inside when he said, for I am, I am hard pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, nevertheless to remain in the flesh is more needed, needful for you. I want to serve and I want to be with Jesus. And I think this heart that can long for eternity and want to be in heaven and think of it as not uh, but something beautiful is part of the new heart. And uh, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. So Jesus is promising uh, beauty in heaven. May we all uh, long for this and work. Uh, it's not really a human work, but it's prayer and the word of God that we get through the Bible that can transform our hearts of stone into hearts of flesh and give us a new beginning that we can witness this transformation that happened to Peter 
who first promised and couldn't fulfill, but then he gave everything and, and couldn't accept credit because it was not uh, his. And glory be to God forever. Amen. And I think uh, Elaria has uh, something for us. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to so? Okay. Um, so just to continue over uh, what we heard, thank you so much. This was really good. Um, so I'm, I have one question for discussion, and then I have a couple of questions about the talk, just to see how awake we were during the talk, okay? So... Um, $5? $5, <laughs> chocolate, whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, so I really this question... It talks about um, what are some sorry, uh, what are some practical things uh, we can do to better understand God's love to us. Um, I think we talked a lot about you know our new love, uh, connecting with God, and seeing all different types of the characteristics of love. Um, and again, this is for us to you know to talk about what are what are things that could help us actually understand God's love. Like, we talk about it. Actually, when you mentioned the first part about Peter, when you asked him three times, I wanted to ask, could it be because Peter, like, sometimes you're like, yeah, of course I love you, but dwelling on it, it's like understanding that word and actually knowing what does it mean, and then the answer now has more meaning to it. The answer now is fully prepared. I think someone answered and said, uh, I'm afraid no, or I'm yeah. afraid yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's it's I'm it's important yes. to, to actually understand the meaning of that word. It's not just like it's not taking it lightly. So I would like to start with sharing thoughts on how can we understand or uh, see God's love in in our life or day to day. Like how do you things that we kind of become numb to it so you kind of like it's easy to forget how many times and how many things in our lives that, that God's provided for us and how many times he's been with us through so many different scenarios so I think it's having gratitude for all the things in our lives all the blessings it just reminds you of like God's love is always there and it's been there through all our trust what else are we awake still, or are we almost at that time already? <laughs> you have to do a lot of service. You have to start with some service, and the service where you should start is when you go see people who have nothing and are very thankful. I've been, like, you know, so you have to go serve in, like, downtown somewhere with some of the rescue centers. Like, um, all the churches have a great service where you go and uh, serve the homeless downtown. Like, all the churches participate. You really should go there and serve, um, do something else. Um, uh, I used to work with a nonprofit called Coptic Orphans, and uh, 
those kids are so so like so thankful, you know, um, and they have nothing, right? So you like really have to story. do that. Yeah. So that's how I know uh, actually. That's how from, he is. Met Alex oh, the very wow. first yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So you need to go somewhere. Like those kids, like they have absolutely nothing, and they're so thankful. So when you go there and you serve and you see that, and you can't really see that in Canada because we're so privileged and you have so much. Uh, even the people who have the, the litters have a lot of, have a lot more. Um, so, so on. So, like, if you go to the area, like, where there's like the Zebelin there, and they're, um, they have absolutely nothing, and they're so happy, you know, they're so, they're so peaceful. happy. Lots they're peaceful, you know, and we, we worry, oh my god, no, my shoes, I need, I need new <laughs> shoes, oh my god, mm -hmm. I need new pants. So, we're, um, you know, first world problems really are nothing compared to what they have there. So, that's really where you have to go because your girl can definitely grow and multiply a lot instead of just being here where you're kind of really shielded from all that stuff. but yeah, service is the best way to start. Just do anything so you can kind of get past yourself, really. You see, as a piece in others, I guess, and, and how they're content with what they have, so that it reflects on us, too. Okay, what else? I don't want to be dramatic, but... La, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, go through suffer or through service. Like, uh, I can't say it in Arabic. There is no other choice, unfortunately. <laughs> Very direct and to the point. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? Yeah, I guess we're why here. is it through suffering? Uh, why, what? why do we see God's love through suffering? Why and how? Uh, why through suffering? Because we are totally alone with Him. It's like what happened between uh, Ya'ub and uh, Barakuru. Mm -hmm. Like, I will not leave you until you just admit it. Like, I, like, I will not leave you. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is how I feel. Like, when you just try everything, and it's up to God at the end. So it's suffering. Or it's outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of the analogies is how do we get juice, fresh juice? You have, <laughs> have to squeeze the fruit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So I have a couple of questions. There are three, and one of them or a couple of them are easy. So just put it up your hand so you know which one I would have given chocolate or five dollars to. <laughs> um, so the first one, who is the main character we were talking about today? <laughs> Did we hear that? Yes, we yeah. knew that, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, no, no. The new character is not Simon Peter. The main, the main character is not Simon Peter. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave this up to Susie to decide. Is the main character Simon Peter? I'll leave, I'll leave that up to her. The main supporting character? Jesus. <laughs> Support character. He's not uh, character, Molly. Supporting character. <laughs> he's, gone. Uh, he's, he's the main he's character. He's the main character in every story. He is the main character in every story. <laughs> um, how many types uh, of love did we talk about? There were a couple of types that we, they were at the beginning of the talk. You don't have to say all of them. Just like put up your hand and say what you want or something. Yes, Alex. 
Oh, just one? Okay, the, okay I'll just say broken love, because the other one that I... Broken love, okay. What's your? Okay. Uh, no. What's your? So we have broken the tear, okay? others to service? That's not, these are not the types. This was part of the characteristics. Yeah. 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 Before the tear, there were a couple more types. Okay, how many types did we talk about? How many? Five. Okay, what was, it's very obvious, what was the first one we talked about? I was late. Okay. <laughs> Is this a type of love? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So the first, the first slide was actually first love, yeah. right? So that was the first time. Second type? In. <coughs> yes. Impulsive love. Okay. Third was broken. And fourth was... <coughs> Nope, that was fifth. Fourth? Anybody? I, I think I heard it. No? New love. So fourth was new. So the first was first love, impulsive love, broken love, new love, mature love. Okay? Can we remember those for the next five minutes? Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank